0: I'm Glenn Harrods, and this is a news update from the University of Portsmouth. I'm talking today to Dr. Faye Cusero, Senior Research Fellow in the School of Civil Engineering and Surveying on UN World Water Day, and what global water related challenges we face and how we might solve them.
1: What one country puts into their river is very likely to end up on some other country's shore.
0: It sounds like we are taking a siloed approach to these issues and only considering them in isolation when we should be focusing on them as a collective effort.
1: This is most definitely a collective effort because as you say, we are siloed. People look at drinking water, people look at marine resources and there are government departments which look at those independently. The idea that they can be looked at independently doesn't work. Water doesn't stay in one place. It keeps crossing those boundaries. You can't have one policy to improve water quality in a river or a lake without understanding what that might mean further downstream. So it really needs this this understanding of the entire cycle for us to be able to, to do anything significant on a global level.
0: I like that analogy. Water doesn't stay still and isn't constrained by borders. Here's one of the issues that countries are looking inward. Do we need the will to work together to tackle these issues?
1: Definitely. We are better at understanding air. So we know that the wind blows pollutants from here when we start thinking about acid rain over to other countries. We understand that the wind is blowing across. We don't really think about the fact that water is moving across. We know the sea moves and we know the oceans move. But what goes into the sea is from our rivers. And what goes into our rivers is from our land. So what one country puts into their river is very likely to end up on some other country's shore or in fish which swim across the ocean to another country. And so trying to tackle it, and say, right, I'm going to do this for the UK, for example, and therefore we will have much better seas is very close minded. It won't work. We need to know what our neighbours are doing and we all have to work together collaboratively. Otherwise, all we'll do is we'll improve it very slightly, but probably not even for our own country, for somewhere else, because the water will move away from us <laughs> to another place.
0: Do organisations such as the UN have an important role to play in bringing countries together?
1: Absolutely. One of the big topics of conversation at the moment is plastics. That's a really good example of what you put into the river in one place doesn't stay there. It ends up in other countries and it's the other countries that have to deal with it. So that, that collaborative work to solve those things is really important. And the nice thing about something, if you can get the public imagination, for example, like plastics, uh, what people are starting to become very passionate about, when you solve a problem for plastics, you will solve a lot of the other problems because it will all be about that, that understanding of that system. So we can focus on one to begin with, one issue, one pollutant, and work our way back because once we've started with one, we'll have that understanding to work together.
0: Is the problem just too big for individuals, countries or organisations to solve?
1: I guess I'm an optimist and I do believe we are an ingenious race. We can solve any problem. COVID is a fantastic example of how quickly we got the vaccines out there and we solved this issue through science and through collaborative working on a global scale. Yes, it cost money to do that, but it's anything is doable if we put our minds to it. It's just having the will, that political will and the will of the people to look at that system. And if we have that will across the, the globe, I think it's definitely something we can solve.
0: Can one of the positives of a global COVID pandemic be that we can work together and solve global water-related problems?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think it's been amazing for science as a whole, for people to remember that 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 we we are there to solve these problems and that we can do it just because there's a lot out there at the moment. There is a lot of pollution. There is a a huge burden of disease from environmental pollution. Let's do something about it and let's do it together. We've shown we can. Obviously, there's issues with uh, water scarcity and access to water. That is a slightly different problem. That's a climate change problem. So the two will come together. But in terms of the, the burden of disease from pollution, We absolutely can make a difference and we can make a difference quite quickly I believe if we put our minds to it.
0: Are there opportunities despite these challenges such as new technologies and economic growth?
1: Climate change is intrinsically related to water security on a number of different levels and obviously green energy, tidal energy, offshore wind turbines etc. are all a great way to start to offset both the climate change issues and improve water quality so long as they're situated correctly. The reason I say they can improve water quality is because when it comes to economics, people want to go to the seaside. If you look at what people did again during lockdown, they went to the beach. It's good for our our mental health and our our, our mental wellbeing, but also economically, it is an enormous contributor to tourism around the world. If the beach is covered in nappies and sanitary towels that have come out of wastewater treatment works or or if um, you're seeing dead fish coming in because they, there's been a pollution incident, your tourists won't come and therefore there will be no money and no revenue. And I think that's just starting again to to enter our, our minds that we've had this amazing resource and it's been free and we've made a lot of money from it just by being near the coast. However, unless we start treating that better, that money won't continue to come. It will go somewhere else where the beaches are cleaner. So there is that incentive as well, both on the monetary side, both on terms of uh, green energy and also on tourism and leisure activities.
0: How can we use these positives to provide a more sustainable and equal society, especially in developing countries in the global south?
1: Yeah, I mean, there have been quite a number of studies looking at things like uh, Australia and the Great Barrier Reef. Beautiful place to go. Lots of people going there for diving, etc. Vast majority of it is now bleached. Smaller and smaller areas that are worth going to. And so there is a a real decrease in the the tourism there. Cruise ships and cruise liners who dock in uh, particularly uh, island nations coming in because they want to see the beautiful scenery... But if they themselves are causing pollution, what they do is once that the area dies off because of the pollution incidences, they go to a different island and the island that's left has to deal with the cleanup. So I think most places are becoming much more savvy about this. They are aware that it has to be sustainable tourism as opposed to mass tourism, giving people the opportunity to go somewhere where they can have a clean and healthy experience with water, um, whether that be the sea or a lake or, or, or even snow, which is just powdered water. It's really important. It's not just about getting lots of people there now. It's about having that sustainable way forward, because otherwise you have a boom-bust economy. For a few years, you get lots of tourists, and then after that, they don't come anymore.
0: It sounds like there is hope for a future. We just need to work together.
1: Uh, absolutely. I. I, I can't stress enough that we have the ability to, to fix these problems. It's just having the collective will now to, to follow through on possibly some tough decisions about investment now for a 10 year, 15 year return. And it's getting people to understand it won't be an immediate return, but there will be a return, whether that's a uh, re- reduced uh, burden on NHS and other health systems because you are providing a, a better quality of water or whether that is actually on green infrastructure and and the kind of energy that you might be getting back so long as people understand it might take a while for that that return on the investment i do believe that there is a return on investment and we're very capable of solving these problems if we put our mind to it
0: thank you for listening if you'd like to find out more about studying at the university of portsmouth please visit our website www sport.ac.uk